Welcome to the podcast that we try to bring to you each week. We call it The Assembly. I'm Dwayne Dunaway, and we try to enhance our relationship with Christ by just sharing with each other and talking about the things that pertain to following Jesus, following the Lord, being his disciple, a lot of fun stuff and a lot of stuff that is very challenging because being a disciple of Christ is challenging. Why do we have so many commitment issues, commitment issues when it comes to following Christ and being totally committed to him? And that plays over into commitment issues with relationships, with families, with friendships, with churches, with fellow believers. All of these things sometimes can be a problem. And one of the things that causes problems is because when Jesus talked about commitment, he wanted all of it. He wanted total commitment. And we see that, for example, in Luke chapter 14, where he's talking to people who are following him because basically he's the new popular thing. He's the it thing to do, following him. But he knew that once the sacrifices started, there were going to be a lot of people who were going to give up and forsake him. And so he talked to them about commitment. That's where he says, if you remember... If you're going to build a tower, you first sit down and make sure that you are able to finish it. You count the cost, in other words. And he's telling his disciples there to count the cost. He's telling us to count the cost. Consider what you're getting into. Because total commitment is what Christianity is about. And he sums up that section by saying, whoever does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. Sometimes that may mean giving certain things up. But more often than not, it means to give it up in our minds, to renounce it as far as it possessing us and controlling us. The only thing that's supposed to control us and possess us is God. And our relationship with him is supposed to be all about him. Life is about God, why he's our creator. Think about what that means, that he is your creator. You are here because God decided that you would be here. And that automatically means that he is the one who determines what your life is supposed to be about. And he sends his son into the world and Jesus lives and Jesus dies and Jesus is raised from the dead. And now he's calling on us to be his disciples, to be his followers. And what kind of follower could you be to someone like that? What kind of follower could you be to the son of God other than a committed follower, someone who is totally committed to him? So think about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, a committed follower of Jesus, because that may be one of your problems. It's certainly been a problem for all of us at times, is we want to follow him and we know he's the truth, we know he's the way, we know he's the life, but we have trouble giving everything over to him and making him the center of our lives, the Lord and ruler of our lives, which is what he demands to be. Taking ourselves down off the throne of our lives, putting Jesus there, that is the call of the gospel. So how do we do that? We make the decision to do that. We make the decision to follow Jesus and to put him first and to seek to please him in every way because he is a real person with real feelings and he is calling us on a real journey of discipleship, a real relationship. And if we give into that and if we put Christ first and if we seek his kingdom first, then everything else falls into place. That's what he said in Matthew 6 and verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's total commitment. Seeking first the rule and the reign of God in your heart, in your life. That's what he was talking about. And he says everything else falls into place. Well, what kind of things fall into place? Your marriage falls into place. Your family relationships fall into place. Your friendships fall into place. Your relationship with other believers fall, uh, falls into place. All of these things flow forth very, very positively 
from your relationship with Jesus, your totally committed relationship with Jesus. Now you have things that you want to accomplish in life. You want to be a better friend. You want to be a better father or mother. You want to be a better mate. You want to be a better uh, churchgoer. Uh, you want to be a better Christian all the way around. You want to be a better brother or sister in Christ to people who need you. All of these things are good goals to have. You even have some other goals, some goals probably in, in the business world or in as far as your health is concerned. No matter what the goal is, commitment to Jesus will bring about commitment in other ways. Because when Jesus is the center of our lives, everything else falls into place. Everything else goes where it is supposed to go in the direction that it's supposed to go. You and I do not have it within our ourselves to make this thing work on our own. We don't have it within ourselves to be the kind of person we need to be in every phase of life. But with the power of Christ at work within us, yes, we do. Our bodies become the temple of the Holy Spirit. We live and move and have our being in God. Paul was talking about that in Acts chapter 17, and he says, to people who didn't even believe. He said, in him, in God, we live and move and have our being. You and I as Christians should remember that. We should remember that we move in him. We live in him. Everything that we have is because of him. The reason we're alive right now is because of him. And if we would think of ourselves as moving around and living in a relationship with Christ where he is first and everything else is subservient to that decision that we've made, to follow Christ, then we would have very successful lives in every area of life. And that's what we want to be. We want to be successful. We want to have the kind of life that will glorify God. Everything that we do is to glorify God. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, Paul told the Colossians. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he said, do everything that you do to the glory of God. Our bodies are to glorify God in our body, in our spirit, because they belong to God, 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 20 tells us. So it is a relationship, and it is a relationship where we grow in our commitment, where we grow in our understanding of what commitment is about. Now, another way to be totally committed to Jesus is to realize how committed he was to you. When Jesus came into the world, it was not on a uh, mission of just teaching. He didn't just come into the world to teach us a better way. He did not just give philosophies. He did not just go around talking about the kingdom, although he certainly did that. But what he did in his earthly life was prepare for a physical and spiritual death. He lived a perfect life so that he could be a perfect sacrifice to die for our sins. And there are people watching this that that doesn't make any sense to, I'm sure. There's people who watch this who say, that sounds crazy. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't have to make sense to you. It was a sacrifice offered to God. It was offered for you, but it was not offered to you. God is the one who had to see the blood. God is the one who had to see the sacrifice. And Jesus saw the need that we had. He had the resources to do something about it, and he did something about it. And the resource was his own body, his own life. He gave his life for us. Now that is commitment. That's total commitment. And you and I are to be totally committed. Why? Because Jesus was totally committed. And one of the ways that we will be that way is to think about what he did for us, to think about what he went through for us, the price that he paid for us. It all goes back to the example of Christ and the power of Christ within us. This is the power of Christ within us, living a committed life. Not because we have any great power in and of ourselves because we don't. All we've done is mess up and trip up and make God 
angry and break God's heart and all different ways of saying the same thing. But when Jesus comes into our life and we invite him in and we accept him as Lord, then things change and our lives change. Our spiritual situation changes. We become, rather than being God's enemy, we become accepted by God. Ephesians 1 and verse 6 says we are accepted in the beloved. That's Jesus. We are accepted by God, accepted into his family, and we are treated as though we had never sinned at all. And then we are told to be his disciple. We are told to follow Jesus because we have been given a position of righteousness and holiness and forgiveness and sinlessness. Then we are called to practice that, to live that out. Now think about that. The position you have in Christ is one of perfection. You come to Jesus, he says, I'm going to make you perfect in my eyes. I'm going to take away all of your sins, and it's going to be as though you had lived the perfect life Jesus lived as far as the way I'm going to treat you. Now, because of your position, I want to see you practice and live and behave a certain way. The benefits of Christianity, the, the position of Christianity leads to the practice and the behavior. It's like Paul said in Ephesians 4 and verse 1, I, the prisoner of the Lord, plead with you to walk worthy of the calling with which you are called. After he had spent several chapters telling us all of the blessings that we have in Jesus. This is where commitment comes from. It comes from taking inventory of all that God has done, all that God has given you in Christ, and then realizing that it's a very simple matter of being called to live the Christian life in a certain way. And that way is the way of dedication, the way of putting Christ first. A lot of people want to live the Christian life, but they want to do it on Sunday. They want to do it in the way that, that they want to, a way that's convenient for them. Christianity is not about our convenience. It is about the lordship of Jesus Christ. It is about the honoring of Jesus Christ. It is about the glorifying of the one who came into the world to save us. The son of God is what it's about. And in the ages to come, Ephesians chapter 2 says, he is to show his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. And that means that his kindness is more than just something that is temporary here on earth. It is an eternal thing. So that'll help you to be committed is to think about the eternal nature of your salvation, being totally committed to Christ because of the fact that you get to go to heaven and live with him forever because of the price that he paid. Now, in the meantime, how much sense would it make to say, okay, I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to live forever with Jesus. But right now I'm going to just sort of dabble in Christianity. I'm going to sort of put Christ, you know, he's not going to be first, but he's going to be important. Well, he's to be first. And when you make Christ the center of your life and the ruler of your life, then you become better at everything. For example, if a person has Christ first in their life and they're listening to him and they're following him, uh, then they're going to be a better mate than they would be without him. A lot of people say, well, you know, my mate comes first. No, Jesus comes first. When Jesus does not come first, there's all sorts of problems that will creep in. When you put Jesus first, what does he tell you to do? He tells you to love each other the way he loves you. And when you do that, you're going to be more in love and you're going to be a better mate listening to Jesus than you would without that. Because Jesus is the one that not only tells you how to live, he designed these relationships. The marriage relationship existed in the mind of God and was brought into this world through him. And he's the one who set it up. Then he's the one who knows how it is to work. And you listen to him, you're going to have tremendous blessings in that area. Same way with, you know, friendship, same way with parents and children. If you listen to God, 
then that relationship is going to be what it needs to be. It's going to be better than anything you could come up with on your own because not only do you have the direction of God, but you have the power of God helping you to obey him and to do the things that he's called you to do. A person working on a job who has financial goals, Jesus teaches us that our real boss, if you will, is in heaven. And when we are focused on him and focused on doing his will, then we will be better workers and more successful people than we would be in any other way. When you think of your boss or your supervisor as just an earthly person, then when they're looking at you and they you have their attention, then you're going to try to please them and you're going to see it as a way of promotion and as a way of getting value for yourself. But when you see your supervisor, your boss as God, then no matter who's watching you, you're still going to be a great worker. You're going to be a great person. You're going to be a great friend. You're going to do uh, well in whatever area that we are dealing with because Christ is watching you and because Christ is pleased with you because Christ is your Lord and he's your savior and he's your master and he's the one that you're trying to please because of your commitment to him. So commitment to Christ, well, it touches every area of life. No matter what you're trying to do, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, no matter where you're trying to be successful, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the commitment that you need. And it will be a life of fulfillment when you're totally committed to Jesus. Now, set some personal goals. You have some goals that you want to achieve. It may be a goal to, to gain weight, to lose weight. It may be a goal to stop smoking. It may be, you know, it, it could be anything. But remember that there is a higher motivation. There's a higher reason to try to better yourself than anything just merely earthly. The higher reason is to please the one who created you and to be all that you can be for him because of the fact that he loves you, he created you, and he came into this world and lived and died for you. So when you're living for Jesus and you are committed to Jesus, you have a tremendous motivation to be the best version of you that you can be. Now, at certain times of your life, that's going to look different. You know, there are times when you're going to be in a very good place emotionally, physically, mentally, and you're going to be able to accomplish more than you will at other times. But in those down times, you still will be a better version of yourself than you would be without him. And he is going to help you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to help you keep going. He's going to encourage you. He's going to work through you. And you're going to see the power of God at work in your life. And so list those goals, focus on those goals, but realize the highest motivation, the highest reason to achieve goals, no matter what they are, financial goals, health goals, relationship goals, no matter what they are, the highest motivation is because you want to be all that you can be in this life for Jesus. You want to glorify him. And to glorify him means to make every aspect of your life about him. When you do that, then you are called a disciple. You have renounced the things that you have and that have had possession of you, for example. And now you possess them. You possess them for Jesus. And, and more importantly, you give them to him and let him possess every aspect of your life. He is calling you to commitment, constantly calling all of us to commitment. I need to be a more committed disciple. And that needs to be an ongoing thing. But I'm more committed now than I was before. That's the key. Better now than I used to be. That's the key. And you can be better tomorrow. We can be better in the future than we are in the present even. 
by making that decision to be totally committed to Christ because it is a growing process. It's a growth process to continue to focus on Jesus, to grow up in him and to be all that he is calling us to be. That is always our goal. And commitment to Jesus is what life is about. It is what the Christian life is about. It is what the religion is about, totally loving him and putting him first in our lives. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will fall into place. Remember that, verse 33, chapter 6, the book of Matthew. We're glad you joined us for the Assembly Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you next time, where we'll talk about something else that has to do with our personal relationship with Jesus and our growth in him. Until then, may God's richest blessings be upon you.